Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. It's hour three of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. Woolchuck's top 10 at 420 is coming up in about 20 minutes. It is time now to talk with a special guest, Todd Archer, Cowboys reporter, ESPN, joining us now here in the G-Bag Nation. And a good afternoon, sir. How the heck are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing outstanding. Thanks for coming on and, and providing some more insights into these stories that are circling around the Cowboys right now. Are you taking it to the bank that Mike McCarthy's going to call plays right now? Uh, I, I'm not because I've not been told that. I was told that's to be determined at this point. Could it happen? Sure, it, it, it could happen. Uh, maybe it will happen, but I haven't been told that just yet. But clearly, I think he'll have more say into the offense than he's had in his first three years with the team. And, and I'm more curious about what's this offense going to look like. And I know you guys have talked about it before. Is it going to be what Mike ran in Green Bay? Is it going to be what the Cowboys have done here for years under Kellen Moore and Scott Linhan and all these guys, a combination of the two? It, there, there's a lot of things that, that they'll, they'll have to solve here this offseason. How confident would you be that Dak could run that offense that Mike McCarthy called in Green Bay? I'm confident in that. I mean, it's not brain surgery. No offense to Broadus' Green Bay ties, but they <laughs> didn't invent the wheel up there. <laughs> So how much of the Kellen Moore departure is mutual, or was that more of a true firing? Yeah, no, I mean, it's easy to say, like, oh, yeah, it's mutual. The fact that he landed a job so quickly, yeah, to me, indicates it was mutual, that he was ready to go, they were okay with him. The Chargers, the way I understand it, asked for permission to talk to him last week when there was first wind that, that he might not be back or, or, or things might not be stable here. So they put in the request to talk to him. The fact that he got this job announced within, was it 12 hours? I don't even know. Yeah. Um, tells you to me that this was mutual. He was ready for a fresh start, a new challenge, and and the Cowboys were ready to, to start off uh, in a new direction from Kellen Moore. To me, again, from the Cowboys, and Broadus, you've talked about this before. I know with, with the guys there and, and to me in conversations, when you're the owner, when you're the coach, you already have five names in your desk drawer of who you want to be the next guy. Yep. You got to hope Mike McCarthy already had those names going. You know, spe- speaking of names, uh, is there anyone that maybe you've heard of, Todd? I know we've been kicking around some names as well, but maybe some guys that you think they could be linked to. Yeah, the obvious ones, right? Brian Schottenheimer, he's in the building. Uh, ben McAdoo was in the building last year. Long history with McCarthy up in Green Bay. The, the guy that I'm intrigued about. Um, for a couple of different reasons. And one is his ties to Dak. Two, you'd be weakening a division rival. Brian Johnson, the the Eagles quarterback coach. He's been up for a couple coordinator gigs. um, And and Dak has spoken highly of him when when we've talked about him 
to him to him about Johnson in the past. He worked with him at at Mississippi State. Uh, we've seen what Jalen Hurts has done uh, in his two years as the Eagles started with him as the quarterbacks coach. So I think that's a guy that you at least investigate to find out what w- what it's all about. Um, th- those would be the the names I would think. You know, I don't see a Cliff Kingsbury. That would be a Jerry special to get the guy who's making eight million dollars as yep. a head coach, and you pay him one hundred and fifty grand as the offensive staff. It's the Belichick deal and how he did with Patricia and Joe Judge to a degree up there. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and and all these coaches also have to weigh how long of a future does Mike McCarthy has with have with the Cowboys coaches to make this a palatable place to come to. If you think he's on a one year deal. You might be better off staying where you are if you have a job, um, or, or you know you're you're taking a bit of a gambit to say, okay, I believe in Coach McCarthy and what the Cowboys here, and, and this is going to be something that lasts beyond one or two years. Hey, Todd, uh, you, you, when you mentioned Johnson and stuff like that, I mean that's a really good get on your part. And I'm curious though, do you interview him with the thought of him being the play caller? And if you're Philadelphia, do you try and talk him out of it? Because they're telling him, you're not going to be the play caller down there, man. You just need to sit with us and, and ride this thing out. Or how do you think that would play out? I'm sure one team is going to try and talk him out of it, you know, especially if, if you feel like that McCarthy's going to call the plays. Right. And so let's look at it right now. Like in the hierarchy of what Philly's structure is, you know, the, Sirianni's the head coach, but he doesn't call plays. Um, Steichen? Steichen? Steichen. Yeah. He calls the plays. So Johnson's at least third. He would come to Dallas and, okay, you might not call plays, but you're at least second on the list of who we'd all blame for a bad offensive season. So that's better than being third, I guess. Or, or maybe it's not being better being third if you're going to catch some of the heat. Um, but, yeah, the Eagles would try and talk him into staying, and I'm sure it would be a tough get for any team that would try and get him because of what they have in Philadelphia and what if they win a Super Bowl, all that sort of, sort of stuff. Um, and, again, from the – if you're looking at the Cowboys from an outside perspective, how long are you going to be here? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, 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 is this to me? 2023 is is a is the way this is shaping up. The, how we're looking at it is Mike McCarthy is going to get the opportunity potentially that Jason Garrett never got. Jason wanted to call plays again in his final year with the Cowboys, but was not given that opportunity. It looks like Mike could be having could be given that opportunity to call plays and what would be his last chance to go out with a with a fight if we want to look at it that way. Whereas Jason had Kellen Moore as his play caller and couldn't go out. So you know, give if it again if it goes this way, it's given it's given Mike McCarthy the chance to show what, what he can do as a play caller. And look, we all railed on Dak about the interceptions, right? Right. If you look at, at Mike McCarthy's two years with Favre in Green Bay, his, last, his first two years with him, he threw 33 combined interceptions. In 2005, the year McCarthy got there, a 29 pick. Uh, in all of his time together with Aaron Rodgers, he topped uh, 10 interceptions just twice and none after his third year as a starter. So if now I also, part of me wonders, if Mike's the quarterback guru, why wasn't he involved in getting this thing fixed this year? Sure. Just saying. Yeah. Hey, Todd, okay, you know me. I'm going to come up with reasons why they're – the coaching thing, the hires – or excuse me, the, the the releases of these coaches is kind of weird because I feel like there's McCarthy guys going out the door 
and I feel yeah. like they're Jerry Jones guys going out the door. Are we, and I know you guys were asking some questions the other day about, you know, and, and Jerry's relationship with uh, Mike and, you know, how they, you know, the tough decisions. A- am I seeing a pattern here or am I reading too much into that? Um, there may be a pattern there. I think a lot of it, honestly, and Mike mentioned it in a part of his answer, it, he used the term economical. There's, a, there's economics behind this too. To, to my understanding is Joe Philbin was among the highest paid offensive line coaches in the NFL, more than $2 million a year. Skip Pete was among the highest paid running backs coaches uh, in, in the NFL as well. The rough figure in that is, I, I want to say 500000 and above uh, when, when you look at what running back coaches make. So, And Jerry didn't want to have 29 coaches on the staff. Yeah. He, he brought that number to us. Was it the start of training camp where he mentioned the number of coaches on the contract? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's not something he wanted. So I, I would almost say it's more economical. And, and look, Kellen was making $2.1 million as the offensive coordinator. Well, guess what? Jerry doesn't have to pay him $2.1 now. I don't know what he's making from the Chargers. But there's some offset there that he'll be he'll be saving some coin that that he can um, put into some other coaches going forward. Um, but some of this stuff is like, okay, Kyle Valero is not back as the analytics assistant wide receivers, whatever his title was. I mean, some of this stuff to use a Jerry term is fungible, right? Mm. I mean, now George Edwards, that, that's a pretty big loss in my mind for what yeah. he was able to do with, with not just Micah, but Vanderess the last two years, no one wants to give the kid credit. Vanderess the last two years has been a really good player, and I think the Cowboys will make a mistake to not keep him as a free agent. Good points from Todd Archer here on 105.3 The Fan. You know, Making the playoffs two years in a row is no small feat. Do you feel like internally the Cowboys are excited about long-term Mike McCarthy, or is he kind of coaching and, and calling plays for his job over the next 12 to 24 months? I would say he's coaching for a job over the next 12 to 24 months because we've heard nothing about a possible extension for him, right? Even though he's made the playoffs here these these last two years, I would, I would have a feeling that that would be something that would have been broached by the national guys um, as a possibility this past weekend. We've not heard that. Um, Jerry has not been a guy that, you know, has extended the coaches with multiple years left in his contract. Remember the two times he extended Garrett came when Garrett was on the last year of his deal and he had, oh, he timed it out perfectly by making the playoffs both of those two times and getting to the divisional round. So they always felt they were building something. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I think he's he's coaching for his job uh, as probably he entered 2022 coaching for his job as well. Um, but, he, you know, he signed through 2024. Look, two years in a row they've kept Dan Quinn from going out into the head coaching market. We don't need to read any tea leaves here, do we? Of who who no. would be the first guy on the list as the Cowboys' next head coach? Pretty obvious. Yeah. Hey, Todd. Uh, you know, I know you and I have had these conversations before, and I, I think I'm remembering it the right way. You kind of look as the offensive line coach as really the the like other than the coordinator is really the most important hire for the coaches, the assistant coaches. Did I did I get that right with yeah. you? Yeah, absolutely. They're, the three main coaches on your staff are your OC, your DC, and your offensive line coach. Like the, the rest of them, they obviously serve a function, but those three guys are have to be the tone center setters of the entire operation. So I, just, I just walked myself into a corner now. Where am I? Where are you going, brother? <laughs> no, I'm just saying though. To me, I'm I'm thinking about because, like I said, I 
I think that how Mike McCarthy could be as a play caller, potentially, could hinge on who his offensive line coach is. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying of all the hires that they might have, this might be the most important one they've got. I, I would agree with you. Um, yes, and, and we, you know, I, I mentioned James Campen's name last week. My understanding is that Carolina is not letting him out. They're not letting him out. He's yeah. remain there. Yeah, yeah he, he's remaining as Frank Reich's guy there, um, and he's quality offensive line coach who was making only honestly slightly less than what Philbin was making here. But yeah, that, that's a that's a huge uh, a huge role they'll have to fill, and I, I wonder if they do look internally there if Lunda Wells becomes the candidate as their offensive line coach. If you got you guys will probably discuss that, but. Yeah, you know there were people in that building that thought Lunda w- was maybe the best line coach they had in the building anyway, and uh, you know did a good job with the tight ends the last few years um, with with what they've had. So and he has offensive line background. It's, you know that might be a possibility uh, if the Cowboys were to look look that route. But I have not heard where McCarthy's going in terms of names or who he's talked with or if he if he's even talked to anybody yet about an O-line or OC or running backs, uh, senior linebackers, whatever the, whatever the heck else they got to fill in that staff. Todd, you had an awesome article about, you know, the options that the Cowboys have here with Dak in, in, in the future. And we got the new salary cap numbers. They're still going to be about $7.4 million over, so they'll have to restructure some deals, and, and maybe they do with Dak. But do you think we're getting closer to them maybe moving on from Dak after this year if they're not able to accomplish the ultimate goal? I, I think we'll have that answer, what their plan is, if they restructure him. Um, because you're adding, if you were to do the full restructure and you'd get $22 million bucks in Rome, and man, wouldn't that be great? Everybody's going to start connecting Cowboys to the high-end free agents, and they're going to sign none of them, and everybody would be disappointed again. It's just the same off-season cycle we go through. But you're, you'd now be adding so much dead money to that deal that when the after the contract voids in twenty after twenty twenty four that you, you're you're kind of stuck. So if they restructure them, then that tells you they're that tax their guy or or extended. That tells you everything you need to know. If they don't restructure them and and don't extend them, it wouldn't surprise me if you see them draft a quarterback somewhat legitimately in, in, in the early rounds, not a Ben DiNucci at number 225 sure. or whatever the heck they got DiNucci uh, in the seventh round a couple of years ago. Because there's two cycles. This thing, this league is all cycles. It's, you know, everybody's praising Philadelphia for what they're able to do and go out and trade for A.J. Brown. They're partly able to do that, and maybe mostly able to do that, because Jalen Hurts is on a rookie contract, like as a second-round pick. So, you know, it makes it easier. The Cowboys absolutely can go do that. And they had a guy in the building, I know, with Amari Cooper making that kind of money. Um, they just didn't think he was worth it. The Cowboys can go out and trade for whatever receiver you want and move money around and do all that stuff. I just don't think they will. But, yeah, this is – Dak is as critical as 2023 is to Mike McCarthy. It's as critical to Dak Prescott and his future. And it seems like yesterday – we were just talking about all that contract stuff with Dak, and now it's all coming back. It's going to come back to the the four again with him. And I'm tired. That's that gave me tired head back then. I need even more tired head going forward. Well, we appreciate you tracking it. You know, it is one of those interesting things that's going to inform on their plans for their other stuff. But you know, Todd, I I just assumed they'd restructure because if they don't, 
that's not a playoff team next year, is it? I mean, that's that's like twenty five or thirty million dollars of cap space that restructuring would free up. Twenty two, yeah, I would, it would free up twenty two million bucks in, from Dak. And look, I, I just tweeted this stuff out. If you, they'll restructure Gallup, and that'll make everybody mad. But that's the design of the contract. That'll get you about seven and a half ish million. They could do Zach Martin and, and, and Demarcus Lawrence. They get you about sixteen million there. So you have forty five million in like a second and a half that we just did. To me, all of the money that they're going to create is going to be to try and re-sign CeeDee Lamb or maybe even Diggs because they have to start staggering these contracts with these guys. They can't have them all come up at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it, it just it's, it's impossible to do. And I know you got the fifth-year option on Lamb, but I'd rather get him done early and, and let Diggs maybe play it out and put the franchise tag on him after next season. But the, 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 Dak, the, the Dak thing is the – what is going to drive this whole thing because quarterback drive, quarterback contracts drive the salary cap. Hey, Todd, you know, in the last couple of minutes, we got you here. Okay. How about going the other direction with, with Tyron Smith and Ezekiel Elliott, look into your crystal ball and try and just make the best guess you can on that. Yeah. You know, like with a month ago in the season, I was thinking that they were going to do the, the DeMarcus Lawrence trick with them and, and pay cut them, but guarantee him some money and bring him back. But, you know, the last six games, he didn't average more than 3.6 yards a carry. So I'm now wondering if there's going to be a, a running back room without Ezekiel Elliott. And then, you know, because you're going to need the money for Pollard either through the franchise tag or a long-term deal. You guys had $20 million tied up in your running back room cap-wise last year. You really want to do that again? That probably doesn't make the most sense. And then with Tyron, I mean, you drafted Tyler Smith to be your top left tackle of the future. He lar- largely played that spot. The entire year, um, Tyron has been hurt every year since 2015. I, I just wonder if they go in a different direction and 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 cut ties with one of their best left tackles that they've ever had. No one's told me that what their plan is yet. Mike McCarthy said they've not had a personnel meeting as of last. When did we talk to Mike? Last Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Um, so you know the, the, those two guys. I right now, if, if you had a put any money down on something i would say both neither one of those guys would be the team in 2023 todd fantastic stuff as always we really appreciate your time sir have a great off season thanks fellas appreciate it you betcha there he is todd archer espn i'd say a must follow on cowboys twitter oh gosh he knows it yeah Yeah, absolutely one of the top cowboys reporters ever that's that todd archer thanks so much brian for booking that for us that was fun t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.